every single hour on the program. Around 10 after, we'll give you a keyword. You'll text it in to 200-200, and you'll have more money than you did the day before. If you missed yesterday's program and New Tour Tuesday, it's available for download at WRQK.com. Fantone, I feel like we should just do Tuesday over. Okay. No, seriously. <laughs> I want to reload the whole thing. No, seriously. I think we should just redo Tuesday show because right. I did not have a Tuesday. Okay. I came in here and did the show. I feel like we did all right. Did all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That didn't suck yesterday. And I bailed immediately when we were done. Like, normally it's like, you know, you hang around a little while, do some things. And yesterday, as soon as we were done, I bailed. And I went home, and I took two shots of NyQuil. And I was home by like 11, right? So I fell asleep around 11.30. Woke up at like 4.30 in the afternoon, 4.45, right? Friend of mine called, woke me up. So then I had a conversation with her for about an hour. And then I took two more shots of NyQuil. And sat in the bed, and it was about 6.15, 6.30 maybe, and then I was out, and then I woke up at 3.45 this morning. Jesus, dude. dude. Your boy slept, I mean, dude, if I counted right, it's almost 15 hours. Yeah, dude, I don't. I, I gotta take my shoes off. Yeah. <laughs> like, good lord, man, that's a lot of sleep. I mean, I just, I, I could feel like the cold coming on a right. little bit the day before yesterday. Yesterday during the show, I was like, oh, dude, I'm sorry, you can ask Fatone. Oh, during every break, I was like, dude, I'm just starting to feel like run down. Like, that's the term I kept using. I just feel run down. And so yesterday, like, I don't normally take naps or Day. A lot of guys do mornings. Do I, I don't know? It always like screws me up. I don't really love taking a nap in the middle of the day. So when I can sleep like that, that I know it's my body telling me, "Dude, bro, you need this." Especially that much, dude. I mean, sixteen hours of sleep. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, you took Nyquil, but it's not like you took like you know what I'm saying. Like, that's not enough to like knock you out. Like right. that was your body accepting that and saying you needed to sleep. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't want to take responsibility for it, but I'm going to take at least somewhat of the blame because my girlfriend's sick right now, and I would assume that was probably a transference of germs. Yeah, but that's going to happen. But at this point, though, dude, it's, we should it's, all just bang. it's well, it's cold and flu season and everyone's like, dude, it's the worst cold and flu season ever. So everywhere you go, I mean, you went out this past week. Oh, yeah. Who knows what, you know, you, sure. you know, you, you no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's, it's, it's not your woman's fault. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, I, you <laughs> know, I, I, but she, uh, she very much had that same thing where it wasn't one specific like ailment she had. She wasn't just like, oh my God, my head hurts so bad. It was just like. I'm run down, I'm tired, I'm beat, and then it, all of a sudden it turned into like sore throat, you know. Yeah, there was a little bit of phlegm yesterday. I could feel like that kind of building up in the chest and like but normally it's like your muscles hurt and things like that. Like I didn't get any of that yet. I mean, I who knows? I mean, this thing could set in and be worse. Cuz you're right. I've been hearing like even my mom yesterday, yeah. like I woke up and I had missed the text, but she was like, "Hey, I hope you're feeling all right. I know the flu's like kind of like ripping through the country right now." And I was like, "Why is everybody talking about this?" Cuz you and I both said to each other the other day, it's like we're hearing about it yet. I don't know any in my life who's been like severely sick well severely but now at this point i got you i got my girlfriend you know it seems like the numbers are starting to add up a little bit um i uh i i i just you know I, did you get a flu shot was that in the no in the i don't I, I, I don't i don't normally mess with the flu shots okay um i did get a flu shot and i feel good so i it, it's just one of those things that maybe it's a placebo to me where it's like no dude you're invulnerable now like nothing can touch you you got a flu shot i think but. there might be some of that you know what else you know what's weird about that with the flu shot is that i want people to vaccinate their kids and i believe wholeheartedly in vaccination for children right. and yet when it comes to the flu shot i'm like ah what's in that why, 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 why are you giving me that i don't want that oh okay because i was gonna say i mean difference between vaccinating for polio and for the flu you know what i'm saying no I mean, but you see what i'm saying yes. like like i trust the companies with the vac you know with vaccinations for my children yet when it comes to the flu shot i feel like they're out to get me but i mean like don't you feel that do you feel that way when you like consume medicine when you take like a pill because you have no idea what's in that you're just like yeah sure it's good for me never looked at a single pill i ever <laughs> took in my life i don't know what any of them look like dude they go in the hand, in the gullet, and then right down. That's That's been a bad system, admittingly. That has been a bad system. Dude, are you fresh off your first bartending job I at uh, 
at that chocolate the bar? The chocolate bar last night. The was, Willy Wonka was, themed chocolate was bar. was the official opening party. Um, and dude, it honestly, it was awesome. I think people were very excited to be there. Um, I had somebody do the <laughs> uh, the the flavor tripping there, and it, it, it's it's an M berry, I think it was called, and it's just like a tablet. And like I said, you put it on your tongue, you roll it around. Will because uh, Scott, the owner of it, was like, dude, you got to do it. You got to have Stansberry do it. And I it was feels like, yeah. very Matrix to me. I was like, yeah, you know what? Maybe Stansberry will do it. You know, bring a little one in here. You can do it. You can uh, you know cut the lemon up and. And, and, and you'll be impressed. You will. It is. Like, I know it sounds like, whoa, dude. No, dude, it is. It's like, it is. It's something to do. Yeah, but he's going to charge me. <laughs> like, that's the thing about Scott. It's like, yeah, you should come try this. Blah, blah, blah. It'll be great. And then I'll have you do this and I'll have you do this. And then he'll leave in the middle of the night. And then next thing you know, there's a check that shows up in front of you. It's like, bro, you invited me to come do this and try this. Now all of a sudden, dude, you're going to stick me with the bill? That's like it's like twice that's happened. Yeah, he would too. There's no question For about sure. it. For sure. No, but last night chocolate bar it's officially open now. Um, so if, is it a daily thing? Yeah, if you are looking for uh, I think Sundays and Mondays closed, but if you're looking for somewhere to take your woman, if you're looking for like an experience where it's like, oh, I don't want to just go to the, you know, the same bar we've been going to forever. This is a perfect like stop in, have a couple of drinks and 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 get get back out there and nice. you know, no, it is it's awesome. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I'm a yeah. big fan of the chocolate there. Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, I would recommend anybody to stop by. Every single hour, your opportunity to $1,000 plus Fantone's Man Crush hit a huge milestone last yes. night. We'll get into that after giving you your keyword for your $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. I almost forgot where I worked. I was like, what is the frequency? <laughs> what is the number of this radio station? What is it? Where am I? What am I doing? I, uh, I believe the flu is starting to set in on me pretty hard. <clears throat> I slept about 15 hours yesterday, and I have the same plan today. I don't feel as bad today as I did yesterday, so I feel like my plan yesterday worked a little bit. You uh, you got that gravel lung on you today, though. I didn't hear that necessarily really? yesterday. There's been a couple times, like during the break, you've been coughing or wheezing, and I'm like, ooh, that doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a little bit, little wheezy in there. Yeah, little, little wheezy in there. You uh, you, you thinking about maybe you got to get to the doctor? Maybe a little stack care or a no. minute clinic or something? No. Nah, no, nah. nah, dude. I got. I mean, dude, they're not gonna give me anything that I that you can't get over the counter for the kind of sick I am. You know I mean, I got the phlegm breakup, you know, mucinex stuff. I got the Zycam nose things. I got NyQuil. I got I got the things. I got the things. I can go to CVS. I don't need doctors. Not worried. Maybe you got like an ear infection or something. Need some antibiotics? No? No. Nah. Oh, okay. Stupid ear infection. I don't have an ear infection. Stupid. I would know. I had. I struggled with those my whole life. So I would know that. I know what those feel like. I used to get terrible ear infections when I was a kid. So I would kind of know that, I think, but I, I mean, I don't know. I guess anything's possible, but no, I, uh, I mean, I just feel a little just like run down. I don't feel, not even like full-blown sick, just a little bit like, eh, just a little tired. Slept all day yesterday, and I'm planning on doing it again today. Do your boy LeBron James went for 30,000 points finally last night. I say yeah. finally. He was like the youngest player in the history of the game. Finally. NBA. God, you know what, what took I mean? you so long? But no, dude, he hit it. That's a huge milestone. Uh, they still lost, however. To the San Antonio Spurs, um, which is interesting because we're starting to hear uh, some information out of San Antonio that Kawhi Leonard might not be happy in San Antonio, might want out of San Antonio. And I got to tell you, what does that look like? Right? You, you know, first of all, if you're San Antonio, you got to hate it. But what does Kawhi Leonard look like in a Cavs jersey? 
Oh, I would say, if anything, it'd probably be more like what does LeBron look like in a Spurs jersey than I would think that what would Kawhi Leonard look like in a Cavs jersey. Oh, you think if the move's going to be made. uh, See, I don't think he goes to San Antonio. You know why? I hear other people say this, and I think they might be right about it. That he understands Pop's great, but he's not going to want to do it Pop's way. And I could see that with LeBron. I could see those two people, even though they know there could be a Brady-Belichick relationship in there, that I don't think it would work out. Well, especially at this point in his career, because like it's too late for a Brady-Belichick situation. You'd be going in there, and you would have to go in there and obviously play, play within the system that you know that 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 one of the greatest coaches of all time wanted you to play inside of. Um, so that might be a challenge for him, but at the same time, that might be a challenge that he welcomes in the sense of like, dude, this is my opportunity to play with one of the, you know to play for one of the all-time great basketball minds. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't think all of LeBron's coaches have sucked, but none of them have been on his level, where Greg Popovich certainly is. I would agree with that, that he's never had... I mean, you can make the argument he had Riley in Miami, but he wasn't the coach yeah, on the floor, and yeah. that's different. Yeah, and Eric Spolster was a good coach. He was, and and I, I think there's been good Cavaliers coaches in LeBron's tenure, but none of them, none of them, even close to the level that he's on. So he doesn't look at any of those guys necessarily as peers, where I think he would. And maybe in his older age, you know, I mean, LeBron 34, I think, or 33, 34 at this point. Like, I think maybe he would be able to say, "All right, for that reward, for that opportunity, I could allow myself to, you know." bow my head a little bit there. That's asking a lot. I I, th- I just think it is for what we've seen out of him. Now, you do grow. You do change as a person. You yeah. get older, and you start to view things differently, and you start to evaluate yourself and your career a little bit differently. I mean, I can, I can tell you I've definitely done that, so I would have to imagine he's right. going through it. Um, I just I don't see him in San Antonio. I don't know why. I, I just, you know, and because everybody always tells me he won't go to some of the other, some of these other cities because they're not a big enough market. Well, if that's true, then San Antonio's not a big enough market. Yeah, I don't think people necessarily recognize that San Antonio. I mean, it's not a small city, but at the same time, it's not like a For big Texas, metropolis. But yeah. I, I, I think that that more than anything it would be kind of one of those things that added to to him. Like, I don't think LeBron necessarily cares about market size like people think he does. I, I, he's already the most. I mean, he's in Cleveland and he's the most recognizable person on the face of the planet. You know what I'm right. saying? So at this point, it's like I can do really what what I what I want here. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's the what the seventh player all time to hit 30,000 now? Yeah, he is the seventh player to hit uh, 30,000, so that puts him beside or behind Dirk, uh, Wilt Chamberlain, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Carl Malone, and the all-time leader, and the dude that gets slept on all the time when people talk about the greatest of all time, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So he's 8,000 points out of the number one spot, so that's still pretty obtainable by him. You're, I mean, dude, you couldn't even guard Kareem. No, I mean, that's, dude. Dude, that skyhook was unbeatable. And, and, you know, obviously different, you know, generations of the game right there, but I think we all get so caught up in LeBron versus Michael, and that's the conversation that we all have every time. Nobody even looks at other like, uh, other options, and honestly, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar could really make a push there of, like, I'm the greatest basketball player ever. And yet, I think if you ask most fans, and even most Laker fans, they would tell you they would take magic. Um. Yeah, and I. You know what it is though. And it, it, this. This is always. Anytime you start talking about sports, it's age. It's. It, it's how old you are, and that will depict like who you who think is you, great, who yeah. you view as the greatest. I've. I've. I've had a real like. And watching this. Uh. This past Sunday's. Um. NFL games. I had a real like. I don't want to say conflict in myself, but there was a real moment where I was like, dude, you think LeBron James is the best basketball player of all time, and you think Tom Brady is the best quarterback of all time. I was like, dude, that can't be right. I can't be sitting here watching the two greatest athletes 
well, ever I mean, in my time, can I? Somebody has to be. Right, but like, uh, there was no, it just, to me, it just seems almost ego- egotistical of me to think that the guys that I'm watching are truly the greatest. Yeah, but I think they both are. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, here's the thing. I think you can make a you can make a stronger argument for Jordan still being better than LeBron. I think LeBron is a better all around basketball player than Michael Jordan was. If you want to make it solely about rings, then you're right. It's not close. It's never going to be close. LeBron's never going to catch him. But, but if then you Bill Russell wins. But, but then Russell wins, what? right? Ex- absolutely, Bill Russell would win there. So if you're going to make it all about that then fine, LeBron's not going to catch him. But I think if you're talking about all around just playability, LeBron is a better player. But I think, so you can make the argument with Michael more than you can make the argument with Montana over Brady. Because now the conversation with Brady is, well, he's not as good as Montana because Montana won all four. And it's like, well, dude, I mean, dude, Brady's won. First of all, the guy's played 16 years. He's going to eight Super Bowls. That's 50% Super Bowls of his career. 75% of the AFC Championships games he's been in and won. I just can't look at, I just can't look at, uh, you never lost in the playoffs Hmm. is the one be-all, end-all. That's the barometer of greatness. Don't get me wrong. That matters. Being able to perform and win in the most, uh, the brightest of lights on the biggest stage, that 100% matters. But that's not the only, like, factor in it. And people are just like, well, nope, four out of four. No, Automatic. I, I, dude, for, well, Brady's got more rings. Well, if that's going to be the argument for Michael to be still better than Jordan, then you got to give me the argument with Brady over Montana. You can't do that. You can't change it. It um, There's obviously a lot of circumstance that goes into things, and some things are beyond the player's control. And like something where a lot of people were pointing to, LeBron, the youngest person to eclipse 30,000 points last night, it's like he didn't go to college. So like, I can't necessarily fault Michael Jordan for going to college when the rules were different back then. So that alone is isn't the thing that like pushes him past it, but LeBron, the only player to have over thirty thousand points, seven thousand assists, and seven thousand uh, seven thousand steals. So like, dude, at that point, at, at, at that point, you just have such a different player. You have somebody who's so dynamic on so many different levels. It's just like I, to, to discredit it, I guess. And that's the whole point of all these conversations when it comes to sports and who's the greatest and blah 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 blah. That's what it's for, man. We're gonna sit here, we're gonna fight with each other, and yell about it. But to be like, ah, oh, LeBron, not even on Jordan's level you're an idiot you are like you are i hope i've always really liked your argument which is if you take five lebrons and put them on the court versus five jordans the lebrons probably win oh they do every time and And the five lebrons beat anybody and so it's like dude so at that point if you really i mean we're talking that's the other thing i think lebron can play more positions in a better fashion than anybody in the history of the game that's not even debatable. the versatility of lebron james is remarkable not even debatable of who could play one through five the best i mean like that's not you 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 couldn't point to another guy even as i make a a case for kareem abdul jabbar he couldn't play one through five no you know Jordan's, no. uh, Jordan's not playing one through five. No. Like t- like Kobe's not playing one through five. Duncan's not playing one through five. Larry Bird's not playing one through five. So like none of those guys have have the you know the versatility. Yeah, it's just, it's just LeBron is in his own class there. But the Cavs are a little bit of a mess right now, dude. And now this is why I like this is funny though. Okay, two days ago Ty Lue, I'm not changing anything. They lose last night. Now I'm changing stuff. Well, good. You should change stuff, Ty Lue. And honestly, that's one of the things I like about this skit of the Cavaliers right now. And it's kind of weird for me to say that, but like I'm happy that this has happened. 
happening at the time that it is um, because this kind of forces them to get the bat off your shoulder and swing. I said the same thing when Kyrie got traded for Isaiah Thomas and the other pieces of this. At least Warriors versus Cavs 4 is going to look different. Do something right now. Like, you know this isn't enough. We, we said it when the Warriors beat the Cavs last year is the gap is real and it's getting bigger. So you have yes. to do something to close True. that gap. And here's the thing. Do I guarantee the next trade they make is going to be the thing that closes that gap? No, but I know doing nothing will do nothing. You sit there idly and you are going to, that gap continues to grow. I would agree. And I got to tell you, the other thing with the, with the Cavs right now, dude, if I'm Kevin Love, I'm playing the race card. White dude. Yeah. yeah. Like, dude, what, everything, every time something goes wrong with the Cavs, it's Kevin Love. It's Kevin Love. If I'm Kevin Love, I'm like, what, dude, was it, it's oh. what, because I'm the white dude? I mean, I, I think at least a part of that, and he, I think he spoke on it yesterday, you know, a lot of blame was pointed around during that meeting sure. that they had. A lot of everyone was kind of uh, was kind of being, you know, at one point or another, like, focused on and saying, like, hey, here's how you're effing up. Um, what a weird day for him yesterday, though, for all that to come out. Now, now he knew the meeting happened, and he knew the guys had issue and all these different things. And he knew people were going to get a hold of it. But then, so all this stuff happens and it's like, blah, Kevin Law, blah, blah, blah. And which, weird to say, no major trade rumors with him yet, which I kind of thought would happen just because, and I'd be okay with it, like, make a swing, dude, do it. But no major trade rumors with him. He finds out he's he's an all-star and he's going to be in the three-point shootout and it's just like, dude, all in 24 hours, it's just like, man, I'm telling you, what right, a day. I'm playing the race card if I'm Kevin Love. And then when, when the entire country goes, oh, shut up, we can, we can all then look and go, okay, maybe we shouldn't be playing this card as often as we, do, as we pretend to do in this country. But if I'm Kevin Love, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm the problem? Why? Because I'm the odd man out? I'm telling you right now, I'm playing that card and putting LeBron in a weird situation where he has to defend himself for being something that we all know that he's probably not. But like, I just feel like they want to dump all their problems on Kevin Love. And I'm sorry, dude. It was a month ago he was playing the best basketball of his life. I, 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 see, and that's the thing, though. Is I don't necessarily, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I don't think it's like, hey, you're the reason we're losing. I understand why those guys had an issue, though, if they felt like he faked sickness. You know what I mean? If you like, fake sickness, that's a problem. Right, especially amongst like your coworkers, amongst the people that depend on you. Like That's the thing. I don't think people are looking at him saying, hey, you're the reason we're losing. I think it was more, hey, that was effed up. That was something you did there was effed up. Do you you think that th- what they thought is like he didn't want to be on the court for the th- for like the drumming and so like he just left? I don't know if it, I think that's kind of what they they thought. Yeah, I well, mean, at that point, then you need to have trade rumors about Kevin Love. You need to have the, the talk. Those guys aren't going to get over that. It's not what's going to happen is like, oh yeah, they'll go back to dabbing and whatever, and then like three weeks down the line, when something doesn't go right, they're going to be like, well, yeah, remember that? Like that it, doesn't go away. If if you feel like if you feel like somebody abandoned you, if you feel like then I understand why that's more of an issue than like, hey, all of us are sucking at basketball right now. Like all of us, all of us are, hey, that's the team, and we got to address that, but if I feel like you left me out there hanging, I would totally be pissed about that. We can talk about why we suck as a team later. Yeah, I think it's Kevin Love needs to play the race card, and everybody tells him how ridiculous he is. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. We're online for you. WRQK.com. You can join Fantone this Saturday. You'll be out at Speedway. Where exactly is that? Dude, it is the brand new Speedway right there on Middle Branch, corner of Middle Branch and East and real easy to find. I'll be there from 11 to 1. Um, You know, Speedway, 
home of the speedy rewards card, which by the way, I'm saving up my speedy points. I'm gonna try to open up a speedway. That's my new goal. It's like, all right, dude, you've been saving these. You haven't used them. Might want to get some Legos. Just get a franchise yeah. going, baby. Yeah. Lincoln Logs, little little Legos. Let's work small scale. No, we uh we will have a ton of great prizes and stuff. I know we're gonna have Canton Charge tickets there. So uh, for the game that night. So uh, oh, sweet. Stop, stop on by, man. Eleven to one, Middle Branch in Easton. I'll be at the new speedway. Nice. I don't want to. I don't want to be guilty of beating you over the head with LeBron James info. All right, but I, a couple of people have pointed this out as we were talking about it before the break, and they were like, "You didn't bring this up." And like he took to Instagram last night to like congratulate himself. He posted a picture of himself in his like St. V jersey right. uniform and like during a game. Right. And he says, you know, I want to be the first to congratulate you on this accomplishment achievement tonight that you'll reach only a handful has seen. Uh, and while I know it's never been a goal of yours from the beginning, please try to take a moment for yourself and, and how you've done it. The house you're about to be a part of has only six seats in it. We're talking about the 30,000 points here. But one more will be added and you should be very proud and honored. And he goes on and on, you know, reflect on it and, you know, show you, you know, have, you know, whatever. And congratulations, young king. And people had an issue with this. I saw some of this. And my thing is, I think he knew he was going to score seven points last night, guys. Like, I think he, LeBron James could play a quarter and he's probably going to get the seven points. Which he did. I'm all right with it. Now, a couple of people have said, I just think it's strange to congratulate yourself in, in print like that. And I would say, yeah, maybe 10 years ago. But welcome to social media. We all use it this way. I would love to break LeBron over the coals for this, but I've done it. Yeah, I've done this very thing for myself. I took I remember it was about a year and a half ago where I took a picture of my like the house I grew up in and posted it on Instagram, told the story about how when I was in there, I was just dreaming about doing what I do now every day of my life while everybody I knew told me I was never going to be able to do it. Not going to be good enough. Do you have any idea how hard that business is? And so like I reflected on the fact that, dude, I just shut everybody out, chased what I wanted, worked tirelessly at it, and I ended up getting it. So, I, I mean, I can't knock the guy for something I've been guilty of doing as much as I would want to. And I don't even view it as that much of like an infraction. Like, don't get me wrong. This is rare air the guy's in. Right. Like, don't get me wrong. It's, yes, is it, is it, uh, it's not exactly a humble thing to do, but at the same time, like, you, 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 you would, you would take a moment at that point and look at your career and look at where you started but and damn, look at how pretty far, good at this and look at how far you've come. And if you, if you did, if you didn't, I mean, like he said, like, take that moment to yourself and like recognize that. It's not like he, it's not like he, like, you know, filleted himself. He, like, you know, he, he said this wasn't your goal. This wasn't what you expected. All these different things. And this is what you did. Remind yourself to enjoy it. Like, I don't and, have a problem with that. and I think there's a lot of that. I think especially now, like we are very guilty uh, in this society today of when people enjoy their success, we want to beat that out of them because, because you don't understand all the people that watch you or the struggle they're going and How dare you strut your greatness when people are starving? We're very quick to make talented people apologize for the fact that they're talented now because most people are not. And I find that to be a little just wrong. Yeah, and let's not act like LeBron is just talented. I mean, one of the hardest working athletes, arguably, of all time. Like I said like, the other day, the when people put in like, the work. Like when I said the other day about Brady and LeBron. People are like, well, you know, it's easier to play in your into your 40s now. Hold on. And at the end of the day, that no, it's not just that. It's the fact that these guys are willing to spend their offseason not eating ribs and drinking beer and smoking cigarettes, that they work on it. 
12 months out of the year. That's another reason why they're able to do it. So, yeah, I mean, the guy has put the work in. He has sacrificed himself to be what he is. And so I, I don't think – I think it's crazy, even though he's a multimillionaire, billionaire, whatever it is, but to expect him to be that much different than another 33-year-old on Instagram I think is crazy. This is the world he grew up in. The, uh, the guy deserves it. I mean, at the end of the day, he deserves the congratulations, and uh, I don't have an issue with this at all. No, at the I end don't. of the day, you've accomplished something. Then, you know what I mean? You should celebrate that. I will admit it looks a little weird, but I think sometimes we are critical of those things because we're not going to reach heights like that. Well, and right now, dude, it's just a very good time to hate LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is prime time LeBron. If they were coming off 15 wins straight... I'm not sure anybody cares about this post. It's your team looks like it's in disarray right now. It doesn't look like you can compete for the NBA finals and you're kind of stroking yourself. And so people are going to take issue with that, which I think ultimately might be a little unfair. We'll have your shot at a thousand dollars next on rock. One Oh six, nine. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry show. Cause I'm about to put on a show. Rock. One Oh six, nine rock. One Oh six, nine. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Win your way into $1,000 momentarily here. We'll give you your next keyword. You'll be $1,000 richer. We've all been waiting for the fallout of the fake news, fake news, fake news thing, right? Well, a guy in Michigan now, I guess, has been arrested for calling, I think it was 22 separate times, the CNN headquarters saying, you're fake news, I'm coming to gun you all down, F you. Effing, and then he uses like a, a racial word here, the N word, and then it clicks off. Three minutes later, he calls again, dialing from the same number. I'm on my way right now to gun the effing CNN cast down. F you, the caller said. Jeez. The operator asked the caller's name. F you, he responded. I'm coming to kill you. 30 minutes later, the caller again reached the CNN public switchboard. He whispered his threats. I'm coming for you, CNN. I'm smarter than you. More powerful than you. I have more guns than you. More manpower. Your cast is about to get gunned down in a matter of hours. Yikes. In an arrest affidavit released Monday, FBI agent Sean Callahan wrote that Greesemer, the guy, made approximately 22 calls to CNN between January 9th and the 10th. So about 22 calls over a day. Four four of the calls resulted in threats. In the last message, the caller made disparaging remarks about Jewish individuals before stating, you are going down. I have a gun. I'm I'm coming to Georgia right now to go to the CNN headquarters, and I'm going to effing gun every single one of you, every single last one of you. I have a team of people. It's going to be great, man. You got to get prepared for this one, buddy, he says. Jeez. He was arrested on charge of interstate communications with intent to extort, threaten, or injure. He made an initial appearance in court on the 19th, January, a few days ago. He's currently free on $10,000 unsecured bond. Now, his dad has stepped up and said, look, this whole thing has been a wild mistake. He really didn't mean any of this. He didn't know what he was saying, the seriousness of it. We're not gun owners or anything like that. We don't have any, and neither does he. Uh, I, I would be careful there, Dad. Yeah. You might not know your son has a gun. And what are dads supposed to say? I mean, this guy's found himself in a situation right now he never imagined, sure. and you, you just try to stand up for your kid. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, sometimes that can be very hard, you know, right. given what, what has happened. The threats were made public less than a week after President Trump unveiled his fake news awards. 
the term trumpeted by the president and his frequent clashes with the press, according to the Washington Post, which I would imagine, yes, that that's where some of this got ramped up at. You can't constantly hit this this term over the head and not expect the fringe element, like the crazy people out there, to kind of pick up this ball and run with it. I think it would be crazy not to expect that to happen. Now, that being said, I don't think the president can be held responsible for what crazy people do overhearing something he says. No. Is he helping the media? No. But did he force this to happen? No. I don't think I, I will not blame him for this. I think constantly calling the media fake news, we were going to see a negative thing happen because of it. It looks like this is it right here. But I know we all want to make fun of the fake news thing. Right, But as a guy who reads articles every day for his job, I can tell you right now, you can read a story from three different sources, and you'll get three different versions of that story. And certain outlets here or there, both sides, by the way, will leave things out in their particular posting of the article to fit their narrative, which at the end of the day, in my mind, would constitute fake news. If you're going to leave out sections of a story to fit your narrative, that is essentially fake news. So I don't think the term's so crazy. I think we use it a little too liberally, and the moment you don't like anything that you might read, you then just say fake news, And by, but that's all of us. That's us, that's the president, it's everybody. But there is a little bit of... We can be willy-nilly with the information now because of how the information is passed around. Yeah, and I, I definitely think that when you, as the consumer, you, it's not up to you to decide on facts. It's up to you to decide on, like... You see, we always say that, but it's very hard for the common person, dude, when facts are being left out. When Right, 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 right. But, you know, at that point, I guess it's your responsibility as, like, the consumer, you have to find multiple avenues and, and be able to like confirm things and not just trust one source on anything. I would agree. If you're looking at one news site and one news site only, or if you're looking at one source of information only, you're going to be wrong at times. So like, I mean, you do have to diversify and you do have to like, even when it puts you outside of your comfort zone and Hey, this is what I normally think. This is what I normally believe. You've got to be able to look for other things. And a huge part of that for me, at least has been like, dude, I very rarely send you stuff from CNN. I send you stuff from Fox all the time that's true all the time that like, is and true. That's, that's a concentrated effort because it's like that's counter to what i normally think therefore okay let's explore this. let's at least read it right. let's at least explore no you're right about that i it's just i don't know what the average person is supposed to do when you when you like let's say they do what what we're suggesting you read the cnn article you read the fox news article and then you read i don't know third outlet right if if there is information in one versus the other then what are they supposed to do? Well, wait, this is news too, but they're not telling me this, but this I did. How do you figure out what the facts are when facts are being left out? I'm not sure it's necessarily the best system to just blame the American public when the news directors no longer have the values they once had. That, there's, dude, there's blame all around, in my opinion. Okay. As, as, as the I audience, there's blame in, in media companies, there's blame in individuals in media, because that's two different things too. People always like, oh, Don Lemon, CNN, they're the exact same thing. Like, no, no, they're not. They each have their own role in it. They're
they're they're adjacent to each other, but like those things are different. Like Stansberry is different than iHeartRadio. Yes, they're all kind of you know you, you're you're a part of that, but you're not, you 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 have to you you've got to be able to separate things and kind of look at them objectively and kind of like I don't understand the point you're trying to make individ- with Don Lemon. Individualize it. Where I'm just saying like we're we're if 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 you feel like one source of information like you like you 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 feel Don Lemon's the guy and you feel like our our our, our you know Rush Limbaugh is the guy. You automatically anything that Fox News at that point you'll be like yes that I agree with that CNN yes I agree with that you have to look at every story every anchor everyone as their own individual thing before you start passing this broad judgment. I also think what happens is and I know I've been guilty of this in the past so if I would imagine then it's probably more common than not is like if you don't like an anchor you think they'll lie. Right? Much like when you listen to morning shows. If you don't like the guy, you think everything he says is wrong. And I think sometimes people do that. Like, here's the thing. Like, I do kind of hate Don Lemon. And hate's a strong word, but I find him to be annoying. And so there's sometimes I'm like, well, dude, what are you not telling me, though, Don? Right? What's the other side of this that fits your narrative? So if I do that, I'm willing to bet a a lot of other people are doing that. Sometimes we do carry in our own feelings about the person. Like Shepard Smith, I'm sure, probably deals with this a lot because he flies in the face of what Fox News does most of the time. Like, dude, that guy's out there and he'll throw his own party under the bus. And then you'll have people kind of attack him for that. And it's like because you don't really enjoy the guy. The um the blurred lines of news and opinions another big problem in this. There's no question about it. Where oh I've been on that for two years. Where what's happened now is, and you can blame the networks. Is the American public has started to look at pundits as news information and. The companies know that, and instead of cutting that off at the past, they were like, well, there's ratings in this, and there's money in this, so we'll just allow that to go, we'll allow that to happen, where I always point out to, like, in this industry back in the day, I would can be considered to be working for a media outlet, although not news or and or the media. We would have normally pointed you to the news department for factual info, and you would have come back here for opinion on said info. Where now people look at me like we get lumped into the like, you're the media and dude I'm not the media. I, I I think most people would have a hard time agreeing with that. I know what you're saying and I like I'm not necessarily arguing. I think maybe if I didn't have this job I would think yeah, the way they do. I think I think most people are like okay. dude, you you have a microphone on a, on a broadcast outlet therefore you you're the are, you are the media. Like uh, I mean they, but then why don't I get press credentials to do cool things? Well I mean I, I don't know if that's if that's you if that's them or whatever. I think there's I think there's a you know a big problem here and you, there's multiple areas we can point at and say like you need to do something. I think something that really could help and this will get uh, obviously lost in the mix of well it's political and common core and all these things I think schools having a media literacy class and having some sort of like hey this is how you can vet your you know your sources this is how you can you know have a better understanding of of the of the facts other than just what CNN or Fox News shoves down your throat I don't hate it but the but but the parents will how dare you tell my kid that the, what they saw on Fox News, it's because you're so liberal, like, or, or the right, other way, right, or the other way. Right. It doesn't matter, right? It, it could be either way. I think that's going to end up being problematic, and which is a problem, because I like that idea. 
I've also said, dude, I've said plenty of times about schools, dude, we re- we need to rethink everything that we're teaching them now. Like, I think more life skill and more things like that in a school are is the better way to go. It um, it, it, It's just a weird time right now. I feel like a lot of things are transitioning. And like, dude, thank God this guy was in Michigan as opposed to being in Florida or something. Right. Where it's like, you could have acted on it. The fact that geography was on, on CNN's side here. And like, as, as, as you know, as you say, we're not media, but at the same time, people think we are I've worried about this before where it's like dude we say stuff all the friggin time is somebody just gonna like one day be like all right man that's en- enough is enough yes. I'm not gonna take it anymore and like yes. I, dude, I, I definitely worried about is there that. a possibility of that for sure there is I mean dude I've been threatened I've had threats I've had like the things written and a lot of times they'll tell you you should take that stuff more seriously than you have now it's been a while since I've had somebody send me a letter saying they were going to kill me but it has happened I mean, though, things like that have happened, especially now with social media, like the stuff people are willing to say to you. Right. Like, dude, the other day there was some, some guy who was saying, remember, I was telling you the story about how he kept saying, you know, I hope your wife can't have kids, like wishing infertility on people, like the, uh, the ability just to say what you want whenever you want has, I think, made us ultimately at the end of the day a little bit more mean. But I understand why people are having a hard time with the news right now. Because like I said, dude, you can read three different articles and you'll get three different stories and information's left out of this one, added to this one to fit narrative. So I know we like to laugh off the fake news term, but I think it's probably more common than we're ready to admit right now. Your shot at $1,000 is, as a matter of fact, right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio 69. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We'll get joked up with uh, some Queensryche tickets as they're playing the Hard Rock Roxino May 4th. We'll do those around 745. <clears throat> I wish we could figure out what was going on in Perry. Like, what's happening in Perry recently? You've had, I believe it was six suicides. Mm-hmm. High school suicides. Yesterday, it was the story where the guy held multiple people hostage, shot a person, shot a man, held a woman and her, I believe it was three kids hostage by, you know, gunpoint there. Then there's another story coming out of Perry where a bunch of car windows have been shot out. Looks like it's a pellet gun. And now, out of Perry, a student has made a threat to shoot up the school. This was Tuesday. That's open now an investigation. Perry Township Police and Stark County say the student said he was going to Columbine the school, was the quote, referring to a shooting. The threat was made to intimidate, and the student, all I guess, was upset over a school project, according to the police. Quentin Gilmore, 18, arrested and now has been charged with making terroristic threats. Which, yeah, dude, like a bomb in an airport, nobody's going to have a sense of humor about, about a shooting in a school, especially when he had... Two in a week in Kentucky this week. Right. I mean, yeah, it was just yesterday. And, and which, yeah. which, by the way, man, that is always something that makes me kind of shake my head is how much we accept school shootings now where it's like, yeah, it happens. Not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? When that first one happened, we all like, oh, my God. Now it's just like, yeah, it happens. It is one of those things where it, it's starting to become so common where it's like uh, it's, it's hard to make the news with it anymore. You mentioned this 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 kid and I say kid, but is 18 and like I get it. You're not an adult adult at 18. I, I 100 percent was it. 
I made a bunch of terrible decisions and terrible mistakes. But dude, you're 18. Like you didn't know that was wrong. Like you did. Like I mean, I I guess an eight year old's probably less likely to like you know conjure violent imagery like that. But like I guess you can make an excuse of like, well, dude, they're you know he's an 11 year old. Maybe he didn't he didn't understand the severity. But you're 18, dude. I mean, they did just come out the other day and say adolescence lasts now until 24. Yeah. And why I'm always saying, you know what I mean? People older will always call 30-year-olds kids. Yeah. Because in their eyes, you're still a kid. But at the end of the day, you are 18. Right. And you did know better. You did know what this was going to do. I guess, I mean, I, all right. I, what, what, I, what I will say is, if you were of sound mind and body and you made this call, you knew. I don't know this, this student's history. Not like I'm looking to find a way where it was okay that he did what he was doing out there. But it, it just seems like something strange is affecting one community here the way it isn't maybe around what's happening in Perry right now. It yeah. just seems strange that it yeah. seems a little isolated to one area. Yeah, I mean, it's not like Perry's that different than Maslin or Canton. So, like, no, I never know when I cross over from right, one to the other. Right, like, I never right. know. Driving down Tuscan, you're like, where am I at? What city am I in? It's right like now? the Bermuda Triangle of Stark <laughs> County cities. Like, I don't, I never know. Tusk is it Lincoln Way? Is it where the hell am I? Um, I, I just think it's worth noting this kid wasn't even born when Columbine happened. You know what I'm saying? Wow, kid, 18 years old wasn't born when Columbine happened. Wow, and still used it as like. Like the hey, this is the this is the the one I'm going to compare it to. Interesting when you think about the fact that what we just got done saying is that school shootings are so common now right. that we don't bat an eye. That you would think that yes, after this there would be another frame of reference point right. for younger people. Now I've always said my generation was the first generation to bring guns to school. Like you know what I mean? That kind of happened. Um, I I don't know if I have my facts correct. Was Columbine 96? 99. 99. 99. Okay, so I was out of school. Yeah, but still, like I would have been. Um, they, they uh, so it's close enough to like my generation as right. it is. I thought, man, I thought that was later than I thought. I thought that was ninety six. Um, it's just it's weird to me that all these scenes now pellet guns and shooting out car windows. I think welcome to being an adolescent. Like sometimes you're going to do that. Me right. and my friends had done that. I don't think that there's necessarily cause for like, oh my god, what's happening in Perry? But you start talking about six high school suicides, and now a kid now threatening to shoot up the school. I, I, not that I'm looking for where the blame goes. Not like I'm looking like, oh, well, is the school falling down on the job? But what is happening here? Yeah, I mean, they don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. Every city is its own its own story. But like, it's not like Perry is facing. Uh, a unique set of circumstances here. Like, yes, we've all got issues with, you know, drug addictions. Every city in America does, and especially in Ohio and Stark County. Like, Alliance, Alliance is facing the same problems that Perry has. Now, maybe it's all coincidence. You know what I'm saying? Maybe this rash of suicides happened in, like, hey, like, I think that's its own thing. There's, you know, a shooting that was its own thing. There was this kid that made a terrible decision and, 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 and should have faced the consequences for it, but it was its own thing. But you're right. It feels like there's something else like, like what's happening like here. something's a muck and that and and it's hard to say that when these situations are very very different you know what i mean but like we have six suicides from the school and now a kid wants to shoot up the school i don't know like i'm not looking to blame the school i'm really not i know it may sound like that right now as you're in your car no. but i'm not but i am curious as to what in the hell is going on maybe this there. is just an example of the snowball rolling downhill and when we first talked about these suicides i talked about like the viral nature of them and i think that some people uh, just saw it and said like look at the attention or look at look at you know look at look at the impact that that had i want to make my own impact so you know that first person makes a decision and it all kind of snowballs into this 
this where like I'm sure this student that that made the threats I don't want to say felt violence was acceptable, but was very quick to go to it because it's like, well, dude, over the past six months, man, there's just been dead bodies strewn strewn across my, you know, I've yeah. I've, I've had I've had to put, you know, six I've had to go to six funerals for classmates of mine. Yeah, but it, what's weird is that now maybe more information will come out the more they investigate and more they you know they sit and talk to him. But it seems like they're blaming this on the fact that he was upset over a school project. Not because of what had been happening. I, I think if nothing else right now in Perry, it has to feel, especially like as a student and especially, you know, uh, being in that weird age range where you just feel all the feelings and stuff. It has to feel almost hopeless there. It has to feel like depressing. It has to feel like you. They need a win. Yeah. Like, right. You need a win. You need you need something to rally around that makes you feel better right now. I would totally agree with that. So, So I think that. Maybe that's what it is, is just that feeling of like doom, that feeling of like everything's effed up here. And maybe that's why that's why you don't necessarily see the same thing in Alliance where it's like you have the same problems, but there's just this gray cloud hanging over Perry right now. Yeah, it's um, it just seems it just seems odd. Now, maybe it's because, you know, we pay attention to the news outlets that cover these cities so much because of where we're doing the show. That it just feels like, man, all I ever do is read, you know what I mean, stuff coming right. out of there that's right. strange. But all I ever do is read stuff coming out of Alliance and Maslin and Canton. And you're right. It's not, dude, the drug problems in all of these counties. So it's not like, well, yeah, the opiate problems are you know, terrible in Perry. It's like, right. dude, it's bad Maslin, it's bad in Alliance, it's bad in Canton. So it just seems very centralized right now, some of these issues. And I guess it's just confusing ultimately. And I can't come up with an answer on what it might be. And so I've just been a little curious, like, what in the hell is going on over there right now? If you're in a relationship with, a, with another person, they are lying to you every single day. And you won't believe about what. We'll give you that next on The Stansbury Show. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock. 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here. When you get in a car at Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're about to pass out these Queensryche tickets. They're playing May 4th. Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park. We'll get you hooked up momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. The number you will need on those. If you're in a relationship with another person, chances are you're being lied to in a lot. Okay. okay. Now, I'm one of these people that I, I, you know, a lot of people are like, ah, lies a lie. Or I'm like, ah, dude, white lies, maybe not the worst thing here, there, there. Maybe sometimes I'm a, I'm a lie by omission guy. That's probably not the worst thing in the world, depending on what you're omitting, right? Um, but ultimately, I believe that you should be more honest with your partner than not, because I believe that, uh, you know, it, there are the theory, there is the theory, rather, that the more comfortable you get lying, the bigger lies you will end up telling. 100%, dude. All you need to do is just breach it, and then all of a sudden it's like, man, I feel comfortable in this. Like, I'm okay with this. I can keep doing that. So, yeah, you start lying little, and you end up lying big. 15 million people are lying to their better half right now, and it's about their finances. Some 15 million people are hiding credit cards, checking accounts, or savings accounts from their live-in partners. That's from Bankrate, who did the study. They also say, Phantom, that another 9 million say that they used to have such accounts, but have now since come clean. Wow. Young people are hiding more than other generations. They say 31% of millennials admitting to having a secret account compared to 24% of Gen Xers who I would fit in there and 17% of baby boomers who my father and his and his wife, my mother, would have been, right? Um, I m- Now, my, my parents had a combined, like, their finances. Right. But my dad always had an account on the side. 
and always told my brother and I we should always have an account on the side. Not like, and he would always say, and I feel like this was convenient. He would say, it's not because I want to hide things from your mom, this and that, but I want to be able to gift give, and I don't want her to be like looking at like the money and this and that. And my brother and I always kind of looked at him with like a, like a twist eye, like, dude, seriously, that's why you have it? Well, I mean, if, if that's what it is and that's your thing, then like... I don't buy then, it. Well, then you probably don't have an issue there, but that's like looking at it as like the outlier of like, boy, this is the best case scenario, which obviously most people are not going to find No, I feel like he had another that. family on the side, and he well, was like trying to fund it. I mean... <laughs> I guess, like, I can't necessarily fault people for looking down the field and trying to, uh, you know, plan out their life. Because, like, let's be real. I'm sure a lot of people are in relationships right now, marriages right now, where it's like, dude, I don't know if this is going to last. And I have to be able to be prepared to... 52% of them end in divorce. uh, So I have to be able to be prepared to live outside of this. I can't be exclusively, you know, dependent on his income. Because if I do, when he finally leaves me, because I know he's banging his secretary, when he finally leaves me, I'm going to be SOL. You know what I mean? So like... Yeah, I would never want to be relying on other people's finances but would, would you be in that situation would would and i'm not saying like would your husband still be banging his secretary if you weren't keeping these secrets from him you know what i mean like there's probably a little bit there of like your partner picks up on you being uh, you know secretive and hiding things from them and it's like well then if you don't love me if, if you know what i mean on a I, subconscious level i isn't it weird now for married couples this would be different <laughs> like i think it's strange that you could be married Take out credit cards, which will affect your your partner's credit rating, and they don't have to know that, right? Like, if you just live with your girlfriend, that's different. Right. But if you're married, you've become a unit in the, in the government's eyes because it's a racket, right? And so at the end of the day, why is my wife able to take out credit cards, use them online, drive up all this debt, and I don't even know we have the car? I mean, dude, that's 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 the contract you're signing when you decide, like, yo, let's get hitched. Like, all right. I'm yeah, putting, your boy doesn't like that. I'm putting all of my faith in you to act responsibly, and, and sometimes people obviously aren't going to be able to do that. I got to tell you, because it was preached to me as a kid, I'm never not going to have an account that my, that, that my better half doesn't know about. It's not so much I, I like I'm okay with having your own account. It's the not knowing about it. It's like the secretive part okay. of it that kind of well, like well I mean here's the thing. My mom knew. Like she didn't know how much money was in it. He what he did is when they got together and they they combined their finances, he took some money out of his account before they finance, before they combined and opened up another account. Now she knew and he told her it was because because my mom really has an issue when you spend money and my dad didn't. My dad was just like, "Yeah, if I want something, I'm going to buy it." Where my mom is a little bit, she's more fickle. And so my dad wanted to be able to buy her things without her freaking out at Christmas time and do all this stuff. And again, I, as a guy who revered his father, I still feel like it's like, well, what else was there, though? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't help but. And that's the thing is, like, even if it is the best intention thing in the world, it still breeds a little bit of suspicion. It does. Like, there's a little bit of like, what are you doing there? Right. It would naturally make me curious about what you were doing. 11% of people in relationships no, do, do not talk to their partner about money at all oh that's that's a recipe for disaster dude it's like what sex communication and money are like the three things that will break marriages up unless you guys are rolling so deep in the money that it's like we don't even talk about it because i know we got it that's i guess better but like dude not enough people have that life you 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 have to be open and honest with your partner about your finances and it's not like it's not like hey here's access to all of my banking accounts but like i just i just feel like as soon as you start not telling somebody and i feel this is the same way about cheating you 
know you're doing something wrong there. But when do you start doing it? Because while you're just dating, I'm like, dude, it's not your business. Living? I mean, at that point, even that. But at least with living, because that point you guys are like budgeting together and you guys are putting money in together. I'm not saying like, oh, hey, here's my credit card and my PIN number. But at least at that point, once you're living together, you should be able to have an open conversation about finances and be honest with each other. Like, I remember my brother got married and his wife had a ton of debt that he didn't know about until after they got married. And that's a little crazy. I think probably once you're engaged, you should probably start to have like real open and honest conversations about the money. Before that, you're just boyfriend and girlfriend, and it's really none of your business what's going on with my money. Now, once you're engaged, you've agreed. Now, because then, at least then, you're having these conversations when you've agreed to marry one another, but there's still that time left where it's like you can change your mind and get out of it. I think too many people make the mistake of waiting until they're married, start having these conversations, and you find out who this person is and their credit and like the, the, like their spending habits and all this stuff. It's too bad. But like I am very – I don't – like I never discuss early – in a relationship I'm in, how much money I make, what I do with it, and or any of that. Like, I'm very, I don't know why. I give out any other piece of information somebody wants from me, I will give you. And it's not like I make good money. But there's something about that where we're, when I'm being asked about it, it's like, dude, we're not at that place yet. You don't have any reason whatsoever to be questioning what kind of money I have or where it goes and what we're spending it on. I think engagement is where those conversations really need to become more open and honest. Because a lot of people who are in relationships or are living together, you're doing it out of convenience. You're just like having a roommate of the opposite sex. You're not really in a fully committed relationship. We'll help you save uh, some of your financial Woes next on the show. You're getting hooked up with $1,000. The Stansberry Show. Kenton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. We have $1,000 up for grabs. Momentarily is when you get your keyword. You'll text it into 200-200, and you'll have more money than Fantone and I combined. Yeah, be nice. That part will be pretty good there. Sitting around in the uh, in the, in the the lap of luxury of Canton, Ohio with $1,000. Turns out there's a way for you to get more money from the company where you work. Apparently now, more companies are willing to pay you to stay fit. The movement is called Preventative Care, and they say it's going to be one of the biggest health trends of 2018. Many employers are handing out cash bonuses this year to workers who who would be willing to hit the gym. They feel by offering the preventative care option, it often translates into fewer doctor visits, lower health care insurance premiums overall. So some employers are offering up to $200 a month for you to stay fit. For those of you doing the math at home, it's about $2,400 per year. Now, I'm getting this from Fox8.com, okay. and they had a poll, so I voted. And they asked, are you willing to hit the gym for a cash handout from your, from your place of business? 93% of people that voted said yes, that they would be willing to do that. You buy that. Ninety-three. I think it's easier to vote yes when you're not right. going to have to face it. Right. I, I really do. I um I'd be interested to find out what the parameters are. Like, do I have to lose a certain amount of weight? How do I prove to you? I mean, you could I mean I could scan my gym card and then not work out. Right. I could go to the gym and just sit in there and sit in the hot tub for two hours. So, like, how are we doing it? I'd, obviously, I would have to imagine. They don't get into the details here, but I would have to imagine 
that what happens is is that you do like a fitness assessment mm-hmm. at the beginning and then once again at the end and if you've shown growth in this you know what I mean if you've lost weight if you've lost you know BMI if you've if you've done some of this then you get the money now here's the thing i'm not sure $200 a month is enough for the average person to really be motivated to do it especially not in like a like you're right in a highly motivated. If it's like, yo, you can get two hundred dollars a month, and all you have to do is walk on the treadmill for twenty minutes three times over the course of the month, then you're gonna do it. But if it's like, yo, you really have to go get at it, and you really have to like go push yourself, and you 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 have to you know worry about your diet, and you have to do all these things that absolutely nobody wants to do, two hundred bucks a month might not be. Which is crazy if you think about it, because essentially what somebody's going to do is pay you twenty four hundred dollars a year. To have a better life. You will feel better by going to the gym. You will feel more confident by going to the gym. Your depression will decrease by going to the gym. It's science. They've shown it. And as a guy who used to be a gym rat who is not now, I can tell you that when I was working out three days a week, most of the times it was four days a week, two hours a session, I never felt better in my life. I never felt better about my body. I never felt better about who I was as a person. I was even out of work for a long stretch of that, and yet I was so positive because there is a correlation between working your body really hard and internal happiness. There's a correlation between those things. So then why don't people pursue that further? You know what I mean? Because it's hard. Because it's hard. And we don't like what's hard. And in this country, what we do is we sell you excuses on why doing the hard thing isn't your fault or isn't isn't your responsibility. And it's not your fault. You've been predisposed to be fat. And the food companies are working against you. And Monsanto and all this stuff. Where in, in, in the end, what we don't like doing in this country is saying people direct to their face, no fat ass, you're the reason why you're fat. Nobody is out to get you. You just like the way the stuff on the spoon takes tastes and it's hard and we don't like what doing what's hard anymore that's not who we are somebody give me the excuse on why i'm heavy and i'll just lean on that versus it being my responsibility that's why i would think i would have to imagine it's laziness yeah but i mean being depressed is hard too hating your body is hard too i would just think that you know there's got to be somewhere along the line isn't it easier to lay on the couch and go jesus look how fat i am than to go work out for an hour and a half yeah but yes i mean and i guess maybe it's a day-to-day thing as opposed to a big picture thing there where on a day-to-day basis of course it's easier just to say like no I'm not doing that the 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 negative consequence of that doesn't come to a big picture the amount of times I'm sitting in here doing the show thinking to myself in the back of my mind I can't wait to get off of work because I'm gonna go and I'm gonna hit the gym and I'm gonna hit it hard and I'm gonna get back into this and then I go home I'll actually change into the clothes I want to wear to the gym because it's close to my house and then I'll sit down on the couch and won't go and it's because it's difficult it's because it's hard and I don't want to have to get back into the swing of it. So do you feel like that monitor, that monetary uh, It might. Incentive? I don't know. As a guy who wants to make more money from the company w- where he works, if they said to me, okay, fine, we'll meet you in the middle, and then they said to me, we'll give you... Now, I don't know if $200 a month would be enough, wow. but if they said to me, I feel as if that there's a pretty significant number that I am underpaid. Now, I don't want to make this about me hating the company, but I feel like it's a pretty significant number in which I feel as if I'm underpaid. And if they came to me and said, we will meet you there and we will give you this salary you feel as if you deserve, but you have to help us on our insurance end, I might do that. Um, to me, it's just it, it, it very much is a sign of the times where it's like, of course, people are trying to save money and companies understand the fact that like, hey, an, you know, an obese, a depressed, a, a an 
an unphysically healthy person is going to, you know, cost us more money as an employee. I get it. Um, and I mean, twenty four, you know, $2,400. I mean, essentially what they're doing there is paying for your health insurance, maybe a little bit less, but like they're giving you like health insurance for free. All you have to do is go to the gym. I, I think that would be enough for me. I do. Really? See, a, a guy tweeting in here said that's a ton of money for mid to small businesses to give employees, right? Again, they didn't tell us which companies they are. My guess is that we're not dealing with small businesses doing this. Well, but I mean, think about how much. Yes, that is a lot of money. But how much money does it, does an action cost? How much money does doing nothing cost? And like that's I think that's a big part of, of the equation there is that like, well, yes, it's going to cost me money to give you $2,400, but it's also going to cost me money when you call off. It's also going to call me. It's going to cost me money when you're unproductive at work because you haven't taken care of yourself and you know, you're sluggish at work. You're not doing as much as you can. You're not. I mean, the obesity rate has, has, I would imagine, don't get hung up on the word I'm going to use here, but I would imagine it's close to tripled healthcare costs, right? Right. Oh, I mean, I've I mean, got to imagine it's hands down the biggest expense that it's dragging the, you know, the entire, yeah, the entire healthcare system down. The obesity so, is. Like I said about the opiate problem is that there's no silver bullet. So you fire clips. And to me, this is like, this is company starting to fire clips at it. I, um, I, I, I support it. I think it's a good idea. I would, I feel like 2,400 would be enough for me to be like, all right, really? dude, you got to go do this. Yeah. Interesting. I, um, I feel like. No, you couldn't give it to people in a lump sum because then once they've spent it, they ain't doing it. they're not going to do <laughs> they ain't it. ain't doing nothing. So you're going to have to string them along. What I would do if I was a company, as a guy who's owned a business, is I would do this for my employees, but you get the 2400 at the end I, of I, the year. I would do it. I would do it on a weekly basis. I would do it in that sense of like, all right, hey, we're going to test you every month maybe, or we're going to we're gonna you know have like those evaluations, but like... Like I said, if you could show me, hey, this is the 250 that came out for your health insurance, but here's the 250 that's going right We're back in because you're it? healthy, because you, you know that would be that would be enough for me. I'd be like, okay, I can sign off on that. It'll be interesting to see though, because a lot of companies, and you know, if you got a wife and kids, you're they're on your health insurance plan. Is going to be like, yo, your fat, portly little 12 year old's got to go do this now too. Ah, uh, that feels un-American. That uh, you're, that that feels like an overreach by my company to me telling me what my kids have to do. Um, well, I mean, I guess you don't have to, but if you want this money, it's not like a, it's not like a requirement for like an elective, right? Well, then at that point, you're making the decision for what your family is going to do. So, yeah, I mean, ultimately, and what's the worst thing that happens? Your portly kid gets in shape, right? And you end up teaching your kid that you know what, dude, that being fat is your fault. And ultimately, in most cases, I know you're gonna somebody's gonna be like, I have a thyroid, and you don't understand how hard it is, and somebody's gonna like blabber on about how I don't get understand the struggle of the fat person as if I'm not. Not one of you, for Christ's sake. Yeah, he's fat. I <laughs> do believe me, fat. and it's my fault. It's nobody else's fault. It's because I can't stop eating goddamn ice cream and Snickers bars and delicious ribs and everything else. Nobody is out to get me. It's that <laughs> I like the way things taste. Sansbury's had ribs on the mind recently, bro. Dude, your boy Every needs time the we ribs. Talk about food, Sansbury's like ribs. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. I have I have been on the ribs. I have. I need the ribs. Dude, I think, dude, Eve is the last person that needed a rib this goddamn bad. Your shot at another $1,000 is right now. 069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 1069. Since I've told you I'm going to give you these Queens Right tickets all day, I should probably do it at some point, right? All right. Should, should probably actually give them to you. Get it done here, buddy. Momentarily, 1 800 243 7625, and then I'll forget again, and we'll have two sets tomorrow. No, I'm kidding. We will do it. From the onset of this NFL season, I have 
I have said that I believe that the NFL boycott has not officially happened. Um, people like to send me, you know, videos or like, you know, still photos of empty stadiums. And I have always said I'm smart enough to look at the ring, you know, scoreboard around the center of the stadium. And it says it's halftime, which means most people are in the bathroom or going to grab a beer. And that overall, we've given you the numbers. Television dipped overall. I think it was 10%. And the NFL was down about five and a half to 6%. So keeping in pace with all of TV, not all that down all that much. And I have said that I feel like the NFL boycott, if it was massive the way you people, like the people who want you to believe it is, there would be a list of advertisers who have run from the NFL, and those same people would be touting said list. That's not happening. As a matter of fact, we did know one major pizza chain decided they were going to do it, and what ended up happening? They had to run back and beg to be put back on the schedule, right? So I believe that the NFL boycott has been wildly overreported. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the Super Bowl here coming up. Um, I, I think people are going to want to watch the greatness of the Patriots. Um, and I think the underdog story of the Eagles probably, I think, plays well with the American public. But it'll oh, be I interesting don't. to see you don't. I don't at all. No, I think I think most people are going to go, Tom Brady's going to sail. It'll be boring. We want to see Timberlake, yes. I think you're going to see numbers down for the Super Bowl. And again, it'll do big numbers. But as far as like Super Bowls go, I, I, my prediction is that the numbers will be down. And I can already hear the people who disagree with me on the NFL protests. Say, see, look, we made a difference. Now, however, I bring this up because of new information. And I think that this is going to negatively affect the Super Bowl and or the NFL. As a guy who's told you I don't buy into the NFL protest, I think this may be the NFL making a mistake here. Okay? Some of you may have heard about this yesterday as it started to break a little bit over the next couple of days. I would imagine it goes wide um, once we get over the, the you know the LeBron 30,000 points and the whole thing that this may catch more traction. But the NFL has rejected an ad from a veterans group that wanted to publish it in its Super Bowl program. The full-page ad from AMVETS had featured a military honor guard holding an American flag, and at the top of the picture, it used the hashtag, please stand, and that was at the top of the page. Now, obviously, we know a lot of NFL players chose to kneel in protest during the singing of the national anthem before football games. The ad called on players to stand. It also then solicited for donations. Now, the NFL's come out and said it has rejected the ad because it made a political statement, which is going to make people's heads fly off over the fact that you were allowing your players to make a political statement from the field, but now you're not allowing veterans to make a political statement during a commercial break. And you know what? I'm with you now. I'm with that side. If the players get to be, make a political statement on the field, then I don't know why we're not allowed to have this ad running during the commercial break. I'm trying to come up with reasons here, so uh, devil's advocate me, but it, the fact that it's it, the on-field product and the fact that this is the advertisement, it, there's going to be some acceptance there of like, well, we can treat those differently, correct? Or no? You have to, tr- I mean... Yeah, I mean, there's going to be an argument in there, but I don't like this, and I feel like that's a I, it's a pretty big loophole. But but I, I can understand if we just look at it from our perspective. Somebody wants to run a spot using I don't know sexuality or something like that. Okay, I can see our company saying no, we're not going to run that commercial, but me and you could get away with saying it on the radio. That's fair, right? 
And that same company would probably advertise because of it. Right? I mean, like... Yeah. Okay. So you can treat those two things differently. I'm not saying that's okay, but I am going to say I think there's somewhat of a difference there. It's it, it's going. That's not going to play well. No. It's not no. going to play well. To you and I, that makes sense. To general American public, no. The NFL spokesperson, Brian McCarthy, said that the Super Bowl program is designed for fans to celebrate the game, players, teams, and the Super Bowl. He says, it has never been a place for advertising that could be considered by some as a political statement. Yet, however, the television network who, t- who is broadcasting the game has already come out and said this year they're going to show you the protest if it happens because they're covering a live event. And I even said when that happened that it'd be crazy for NBC to turn the cameras away from that. It would be crazy that they should show you that. But if that's going to be the case, if players can make that thing, then I feel like the NFL, dude, you are doing yourself no favors here You're not. by by shutting out veterans groups You're not, dude. and you, wrapping your arms around players. You're not. Um, from the public perspective standpoint, you are totally not. Um, now, this, I think, could lead to a protest that might be large enough where the NFL is going to have to pay attention. Okay. Okay for the for the NFL to say, and I guess maybe two years ago this would have been a different conversation, but like, hey, we don't necessarily want like, hey, vote for me, vote for him, vote for whatever during our broadcast. I mean... Uh, uh, oh, what are you okay. talking about, like campaign? Yeah, I'm saying like a campaign ad. Like, hey, I'm Matt Fantone, I'm running for mayor in Canton, and I want you to vote for me. I think it's okay that they say that. I do. Um, and especially as they, as they say it's about the Super Bowl... The Super Bowl being its own thing as opposed to the NFL season where it's like, uh, this is the focus of the entire year as opposed to, hey, this is just a week three game. But, dude, once again, I'm devil's advocate in here. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing this thing uphill. But, like, I, 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 I at the very least see how, like, maybe the Super Bowl gets treated differently than week seven does. I mean, there's definitely more attention on it, so you're going to care more. You're going to you're going to more you're going to call over what what's happening there. They, now they the, just so you know, the league and the Amvets did try to get together. They tried to come up with multiple ver- versions that, but ultimately nobody could agree. The program eventually went to print without a final version of the ad being ready. The NFL does not sell the advertising for the game itself. A third party sells the ads, and the league then approves the content, which ultimately, at the end of the day, then this still falls right. on the league. And I think what you've done now is you've taken a, a, a group of people who were pissed at you about the fact that you were allowing this to happen in your league all year, and now you just gave them the cherry on the top that they're right, that you're looking to push an anti-American, anti-cop narrative from your players and not allow this to happen on the other side. It's like the NFL, like I said, dude, when they when what's his name wore shoes that w- with the message about mental health, they find him. You weren't allowed to do you weren't allowed to have a platform. But when it's the guy who now plays, he played for the Jets for a while, plays for the Giants now. Um, but he was bringing up like issues about mental health issues, and they were like, "You're not allowed to use this as your platform." But when it became this, then you were automatically were allowed. The NFL is, dude. They've been, they have bumbled this whole thing from the effing beginning. You had an entire off season to get it together, and you couldn't do it. Did anybody kneel in last year's Super Bowl? I don't remember. I don't think so because I think it would have been a bigger story, something that I remembered, but I don't necessarily know that. I don't know. Does it change if nobody kneels during the Super Bowl? Does what change? Does like the, the 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 view on this of like, hey, no, during the Super Bowl, all of our guys are standing. During the Super Bowl, all of our advertisements are are non political. During I, the regular season, it's a different story. I think if nobody if nobody kneels during the Super Bowl, I think the people who are on on their couches who are like they should stand feel like you win. 
And I felt like that too last week. As I was watching Championship Week, and it's like, oh, look, the flag's all over the field. We brought in celebrities to sing it. We're all pretending. What now? The National Anthem? It's not racist now because it's because it's Championship Week. In Week 7, it's, it's a, this racist song. It's this horrible thing. But in Championship Week, it's just Championship Week. And so I feel like for those people who are like, they should stand, you're getting a win. If nobody kneels, you're getting a major win. In the one game that really matters, nobody's going to do it. I don't know. I feel like that's a win on that side. I really do. And I feel like the NFL is making a huge mistake here not accepting this ad. Because you're just energizing this side who's been against you from the beginning. And I think that this will bolster it and it will add numbers to it. I think this, once this starts to become the story everybody's seeing on their Facebook feed, this might lead to lower numbers in the Super Bowl than what you already would have had given the fact that Tom Brady's going to win this game 28 nothing. I think I think that may happen. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. And I am going to give you these Queens Rock tickets. I did not forget. There you go. They're playing May 4th Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park. We'll take caller 20 1-800-243-7625 on those. Be right back with more show for you. Hang on. The Stansberry show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 1069. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for the Wake Up Auto Family. Nine. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock one hundred Online for wrqk.com. We have some tickets to check out the Can't Charge game. I believe it's Friday night's game we have the tickets for, right? Indeed, Friday night games is what we're giving away tickets for, but there are games Friday and Saturday night. Uh, I know that Saturday night game I will be giving tickets away to at the uh, grand opening of the Speedway uh, right there, uh, Middle Branch and Easton. So uh, 11 to 1, I'll be there. But of course, Stansbury Show getting it hooked up too. Yeah, we'll get you hooked up in a moment here. 1-800-243-7625, the number on those. A lot of hoops. Make sure you're downloading the free iHeartRadio app. All your favorite music, all your favorite stations, all free with the free iHeartRadio app. You can type in the name of an artist you like, Rage Against the Machine like, and then we'll just play you their biggest hits and some uh, similar artists for you. Those will be handpicked by real people, fellow music fans. You thumb up and down, we'll personalize the station to fit you a little bit better. It's that easy. Type in the name of an artist, we'll go to work. All your favorite music, all your favorite stations, all free. Download our free iHeartRadio app today. Nice. Ding! Yeah. And stay employed. And keeping the black SUVs at bay. Before the break, we were talking about how the NFL has decided they're not going to allow this ad from the AMVETS to run where they show like a military honor guard and they use the hashtag please stand up there. And, uh, you know, the NFL uh, spokesperson saying, look, we're not down with political messaging in the ads. And people are pointing this out and they were right about it that last year, 84 Lumber, whether they were trying to run a political ad or not, it definitely landed that way for a lot of America, where that showed, uh, again, I don't want to, you know, did you just assume somebody's nationality? But it definitely looked as if we were dealing with, like, Mexicans and crossing borders and that kind of thing in that ad. They're, they're right. And Nate tweeted and said, dude, I just Googled last year's Super Bowl ad commercials, and a lot of them were political commercials. So why all of a sudden are they not willing to allow the AMVETS to do this? Now, look, I think the NFL is making a mistake here. I feel like this is going to stoke the fire and that people are you may see a bigger boycott than what I've been giving credit for all year round. Now, on the other side, I've had guys who write in and said, look, I think what the NFL is doing here is they don't want to run this ad because they don't want to reopen this issue. Right, right. Now, here's the thing. What I would say about that is, is 10 years ago would have totally worked because we wouldn't have known. But now, dude, in the digital age, we know, we can retweet, we can see this. I don't think that that's the way to do it anymore. 
I, 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 I can't <clears throat> remember, and I don't think I would have noticed if I would have seen it. I don't think I saw any kneeling this past Sunday. So maybe the NFL is making this concentrated effort of moving forward and not trying to draw attention to it. And, like, I get that. I do. I, I understand why you want to do that. But, like, maybe embracing this ad would be a better way to do that. And, like, you know... It, I don't want to say you get in bed with AMVETS and be like, yo, hey, let's do this ad together and let's well, try to find something out here. But like, The NFL is in bed with veterans groups. They are in bed with the military groups. I mean, do we have military planes fly over stadiums? We have, we do, we use, we, you know what I mean? Like, they, they take money from, from so, advertisement from, from these people all yeah, the time. Yeah, they do. I mean, they're taking money for it, so there it's an advertisement. I mean, if I wanted to run an an, an, an ad, and it, I know this isn't exactly what this AMVETS thing was doing, but if I wanted to run an ad that said, like, yo, the NFL sucks, stop watching it, they're going to turn that down. Do you feel like maybe that's what it is, is that, like, this is a negative, it, 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 it's putting our brand into a negative light and we don't want that? I mean, maybe. I guess there, we are talking about a print ad here and not necessarily a 30-second commercial. I don't know why that's different. I still I still think at the end of the day what you're doing is you're showing a preference for one side of this versus the other. And that in my opinion is a huge mistake. Especially dude, if I was going to pick one side, I'm going troops every day. Like if I'm picking a side, like dude, I I will go out of my way to do whatever it takes not to look like I'm anti-military, dude, because of what it can mean for people. Self-preservation to right, an extent, exactly. right? Exactly. Exactly. And again, people are saying, dude, the NFL put together a social justice committee. So, dude, if you're going to do that, then why are you not allowing people to express their opinion on the other side? Is the NFL really that anti-military considering that they do have those 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 jets flying over considering they do have troops out on the field every you know what i mean like so we've done our part here right so like, we don't have to do this right we've done our part like we dude we let you, we 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 fly you guys over we have your moment like we we talk about it like this guy's running and says i love your show but who the hell cares it doesn't affect any of us it's just the media trying to get us to fight i think veterans care dude that's who cares and there's a lot of them there are a lot of them. People care, dude. I mean, it's People, not just dude, veterans. Right. Like, I mean, we've been fighting care. about the NFL, about, you know, the, the, the boycott all year. You can't tell me people don't care about this. Yeah, they do. People do care about this. I think it's a bad look. I'm sorry. Print ad, commercial, whatever. If you tell players they can kneel and they can tell cops that they're racist and you don't allow this, you have officially picked a side. And if you ask me, the wrong one. And so if you get negative backlash over this, I can't be surprised. We as a business can't control what our individual employees do, but we can control what brands associate with us. You know what I mean? Like, I'm being told now that it's we forget commercials. We look at print ads in our hands. People don't want the politics in the hands of the people. TV ads we eat through and nobody relives them. That's crazy. That is the craziest argument I've ever had. Yeah, People can tell me exactly what happened in the Doritos commercial last year. That is a very flimsy argument. You're showing a preference here, and I think the wrong one. So ultimately, am I going to be the kind of guy who's going to boycott the NFL over this? No. But I am going to tell you, you're making the wrong call. Don't you think that most people who are standing on the side of, well, this is unacceptable, I will not watch the NFL over this, are already got there. You know what I mean? Like, is this really going to be that much of a push for more people to feel that way? Because I think if you feel that way, you already feel that way. I don't know, man. I, I mean, it's kind of shifting how I feel, right? 
Like, I have always been the, I prefer the NFL players to stand, but ultimately, at the end of the day, I understand they have a right. That's always been who I am. Right, but you just said you're not going to change your behavior. No, I'm going to watch the Super Bowl no matter what. Like, I am one of those. Like, I am going to watch it. But but this is changing my opinion on the NFL a little bit, where I feel like this is negative. And I, excuse me, sorry. And I feel like you're doubling down on the wrong side. I just do. Now, again, I will say, I don't think the, well, they just want it to go away is the right thing. We know this now because it's not going to go away. We're sitting here arguing about the fact that they didn't do it. So that's a bad plan. Especially, I mean, as like, and I'm not trying to make a statement on him, but as the president uses this kind of as a political football, it's not going away. Like, I mean, how many times is it like, yo, hey, remember how pissed off we are? Like, it's not just going to disappear out of nowhere. No. No, 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 not at all. This is this is a bad look. You, what, you, what you have essentially done now, whether you intended to or not, is that you say we co-sign player statements that cops are racist and that the country is racist and we're not willing to accept this ad on the other side. Is this still cops? Is this, is this, is this troops, cops? Well, that's what the players have been saying is that it's about police brutality. It's about, it's about inequality. Well, first of all, every time they're pressed on it, they change what it is every single week. It's now become an umbrella that all things underneath it need to change. But isn't that counter that like, well, now it's troops and we never would have said anything about the troops, but it's now troops and cops and well, first responders and we hate all of them. I think what you're seeing here though is you have you have a veterans group who is saying this lands for us as if you are against us and I have said from the very beginning on this issue that you, the most Americans will never be able to separate the national anthem and the flag from the military. Expecting them to do that is not going to happen. This is who we are. We are America. The flag will kick your ass. Greatest country ever. There's no separating those things. So when you protest one of those things, it is going to land for a lot of people in the country as if you're protesting all of those things. This is the NFL doubling down on a side, and I feel like it's the wrong side. We do have charge tickets for you for Friday night. Let's pass those out. We'll take caller 10, 1-800-243-7625 on those. Right around the other side, your shot at $1,000 on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. X9. Back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 1069. Online for you, WRQK.com. Another thousand dollars headed your way here momentarily. Nice. Uh, there was quite the issue the other day. Okay. Or an incident in Worcester as a man, uh, police say, was squatting in a Worcester home. He ended up being shot Monday night by the resident's fiance after they found him lurking in the house. Uh, this is just a few blocks away from the College of Worcester. And Cornerstone Elementary School that's out there, uh, uh, from what I'm hearing. According to police, the resident was in process of moving. She was moving out. And my guest is probably moving into her fiance's place, you know, as they're going to start their life together. When the woman's fiance returned to the house to pack up some more of her stuff, he found somebody in the home. He confronted the intruder. And so then the squatter then grabbed a bottle and struck the guy in the head with it. Jeez. So then the man pulled out a gun, shot the intruder. The wounded, yeah, exactly. The wounded man walked to, uh, or I'm sorry, the wounded man was taken to Worcester Community Hospital and then transported to Akron City for treatment of a gunshot wound to his hands and abdomen. His condition unknown at this time, according to when this was written. And uh, they say they don't know, or they did not say, rather, if there's going to be any charges relating to the incident, if they would be filed. The shooting remains under investigation. Now, just, I, I mean, I don't know, you know what I mean, what they're going to do, or what they're not going to do, but if you ask me, 
I feel like the guy was in the right there. Yeah. You confront I, you confront a guy and say, dude, what the hell are you doing in my fiance's house? And the next thing you know, the dude hits you with a bottle. Like at some point you're gonna have to do something. Yeah, I mean, this in my opinion, it checks off everything I'm looking for in righteous use of a weapon here, Agreed. where it's like you walked into your property. It's not like this happened out on the street or anything, like you weren't harassing this dude. He was in the wrong and he attacked you. And I know uh, I mean, maybe a bottle doesn't necessarily feel like a deadly weapon, but it very easily could be. Oh, you I can mean, kill somebody with a bottle. Yeah, 100%, dude. You can kill somebody with a bottle. I so would like, have to imagine. Yeah. I, I, I can't fault a dude at all for, for, for using a, I mean, a, a weapon in, in the right fashion. I have an unrealistic fear of home intrusion. Okay. I don't know how unrealistic it is. But like, like, I think it could happen. Like home invasion? Yeah. Like, dude, that's, I think, if, if somebody was to ask me, list your biggest fears. Or that you think about. I got a couple of them that are totally irrational, right. right? I have an irrational fear of my hand being stuck in the garbage disposal and like my fingers being like ripped off at the knuckle. What? Dude, anytime I turn on the garbage disposal, I'm like, dude, just don't stick your hand in there. What? Yeah, that's all you have to do is just don't stick your hand in there. Dude, you have nothing to fear. I just, I fear that what? one day there's going to be an accident, something will happen, and my hands are going to, dude, every time I use the sink for anything, I have that thought comes up. Whatever you do, don't chop the nubs off. You are a neurotic head trip, but I had no idea about that, dude. I, uh, dude <laughs> like, what are you, just putting the mitts down in there? Do your boy work. Worries about that, like a spoon gets in there. I'm like probably, you know, high and re- you know, re- forget to turn off, you know, the disposal. Next thing you know, you just chopped off at the knuckle. Your boy worries about that a lot. Okay, all right. Like, dude, a lot every day that thought will cross my mind. And then I'll just start watching TV, and I'm like, what if somebody bigger than me just kicks in the door and says, "I live here now." Like, what am I gonna do? What are you gonna As do? As he's turning me upside down, shaking change out of my pocket, right. and I'm like trying to call the cops. Just playground rules at that point. Dude. Dude, I'm telling you, I, I, now I always say I feel like people have an irrational fear of downtown Canton, yeah. and I feel like people, like don't get me wrong, any city can be dangerous for sure, right? But I feel like people fear downtown Canton more than they really should, but I don't know, man. Like I sit in my apartment down there, and I'm just like, dude, somebody's going to kick in my door. Well, dude, I mean, if you're that person, you're going to be thinking the same thing no matter where you live in Canton and beyond. You know what I mean? Like I just, just just because you're in North Canton doesn't mean someone's not coming coming to, you know, to, to take your lunch money there. I just, I don't know what I would do. I um I don't know what you would do either. Honestly. Like I'm just gonna stand there and be like, I, <laughs> at, that I know, at that point, I think I just turn into an accomplice. Be like, bro, you want me to help you pack some of this stuff? As, up? As, yeah, look at all my stuff. Do you want me to pack up this torn yeah. pair of jeans? Dude, let me get you a bag for that. <laughs> like, do you want me to pack up this old Kiss T-shirt? Um, uh, so with you being, you feel like irrationally concerned about um a uh, home invasion there and the garbage um, disposal. Well, and the garbage disposal. Yeah. Um, any thoughts into number one, a security system, and number two, a maybe better security system in the in the. So, and a handgun there? My apartment has a security system. Like, my apartment has one of those. But honestly, dude, the thing just started to screw up so much, it would just start beeping. And it, so I went to the control box and I ripped it off the wall. Jeez. Like, yeah, I'm probably going to end up having to pay for that when yeah, I move out. Yeah, it's security deposit right there. Because I just ripped it out. I was like, dude, that thing just annoys me. And I know some people make the argument of like, well, if you have a security camera and stuff in your home, all you're going to do is like get video footage of you being of you robbed. Being shot, right. But at least, I mean, there's something there of like, you, you have first responders that are going to be able to like know quicker and you have some sort of evidence there and like I don't know I uh I will certainly when the time comes for it for me like I'm going to lean into a security system where it's like all right dude yeah throw that camera up there throw the motion sensors and stuff up there that was another reason why why I ripped that security thing off because yeah. dude I got the, these sensors in my apartment yeah and every t- and I know it's a motion thing because every time you walk by it like the red light flashes on there right. but I'm like well what's behind there 
Like, are you watching me? Because here's the other thing. There's the, right next door to me is a security firm. So it's like, well, am I like the beta test here? Like, just are you just there. like, like, dude, watch here. Like, you show you like your future consumers. Yeah, look at him. Look, look, at, at, the, fat look at the big fat bear. He said he was going <laughs> to get ribs today and he didn't. He ended up getting sandwiches instead. Like, dude, I worry about that thing. I, uh, I don't I, like it. It makes I, me neurotic. I, I, I mean, I, I guess I can understand that. But, uh, you know, at some point, if you want this, if you want this fear to subside, you're going to have to do something. And then maybe maybe I, I don't want to be like, yo, hey, by the way, you're neurotic and you're paranoid and go buy a gun. But like, maybe that's the answer. I feel like if I'm neurotic and paranoid, I feel like I feel like it's not a product I should buy. I feel like I'm maybe buying a product I should stop buying that's bringing that kind of stuff on. You decide what you're going to buy, however, as we're giving you your thousand dollars right now. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9 on live for WRQK.com. Stick around. Teresa at 1010 will have your next opportunity for you to win a thousand dollars. She'll give you uh, your next keyword at 1010 this morning. If I said to you, Fantone, yeah. that a third of Americans cannot do this activity without their cell phone, what would be your guess? Masturbate. Wow, good guess. Really? No, it's oh. not it, but that's, a good, <laughs> but that's a good guess. Yeah, I think a lot of people use uh, their phones, um, number one, obviously, for pornography. I think there's a lot of dudes also out there who uh, social media creep when they J.O., so that would have been my guess. You think so? Oh, dude, yes, 100%. So, you, so hold on. Walk okay. me we'll get to what people are actually okay. doing with their phones here in a second. I feel like this is the harder-hitting <laughs> issue. So you think a lot of dudes are like, what are they doing? Like scrolling through like girls that they know, maybe that they work with? checking out that stuff and like sure yeah i mean i think there's some of that going on i think there's also enough like um uh, people out there women out there who are just specifically putting like sexual photos on their instagram so it's like okay i'm doing that i mean i know a chick that like that's her whole deal now like she went from just being like a normal like all right hey i'm a person to like all right well now i'm slutty and here's my boobs and like i mean don't get me wrong great but like you know people people are going to see that and people are going to masturbate to that before the like the digital revolution mm-hmm. I would have told you that it was probably easier for me to 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 work myself through that activity if I was thinking about somebody I knew and or had already slept with because right. of the reality of being able to put myself in that situation and maybe actually have sex with that person where a lot of times like VHS porn, I was like, dude, I'm never going to land her. Yeah, imagination <clears throat> masturbating really has taken a back seat recently. Sure. I mean, like that kind of used to be the thing like where it was like, well, yeah, I have to think about, you know, that waitress that I had last night or yeah, I have to think about you know whatever um but no with the you know easy access to pornography i feel like maybe that's a skill lost in america i i I agree (laughs) i no i do agree i don't know if it's a skill i mean like there's enough dudes who are like dude i can't masturbate to playboy anymore i didn't do it and that's like a beautiful naked woman so it's like well then you're definitely not going to be able to imagine your way through it and you're definitely changing how your mind works which ultimately i bet is not good for you that's why i try to like and be like hey here's all my masturbation techniques but i try to like keep things fresh like i'll never like get stuck in a rut i always try to be like all right well like 
Okay, dude, enough videos. Go look at pictures. All right, enough pictures. Erotica. Go read something. All right, uh, you know what I mean? And like, and then in that way, you don't get stuck in this, like, you, you know. know what's crazy about erotica is that I could see why that would work, and yet I want to laugh it off, but yet if a woman was to text me those things, I'd be like, this is so hot, and I'd end up doing it. It feels loserish. It does. It feels like, haha, look at you, you're reading. You- and that's a part of it, dude, is reading equals nerd. No matter what, no matter what it is, if you're reading, you're a freaking nerd. If feels like how women would masturbate. Mm-hmm. I feel like being turned on by erotica and like, you know, being walked through verbally will be because I just feel like, and maybe I'm sold this, like women are less visual than men. Yeah. I, mean, I would think, right? Just because we're a, an abomination to look at. Right, 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 right. I mean, that, that that has to be a part of it. Um, And yeah, a part of it is, is you think all of a sudden since you're reading erotica, it's like there's going to be Fabio on the cover of it. You know what yeah. I mean? You feel a little bit like there's a little pretentiousness in it. Right. Well, dude, any reading, there's a little bit of like pretentiousness in it. You. Yep, 100%. And so that's at least a part of the reason why it's not all that popular. I mean, I will admit that the Alexis Texas book series, way better than the movies. <laughs> way better than the movies. For sure. No, a third of Americans say they cannot make it through a meal without their cell phones. It's not masturbating. Okay. I bet those numbers are higher than 30. Then a thir- I'm sorry, it's a third. Okay, so they surveyed some people, and they say one in three people are distracted when eating, and 29% said their phone accompanies them every time they eat. The study was commissioned by Nutrisystem, the weight loss company, which also found that 72% watch television while eating. And why this is important is that most diet people, most trainers would tell you that you should not be stimulating your brain in any other way other than conversation while you're eating because what you're not doing is focusing on how delicious and savory and you're not like taking time with your meal so you end up without noticing it putting more food into your body than you should have. Yeah, I don't think that's too much of a stretch to assume (laughs) that when you're distracted by something and not mindfully eating, you're going to overeat. I can obviously, because I have a love of the food, I can make it, although can I make it through a meal? Like, in between ordering and when my food gets there, I'm probably checking my phone, right? Like, and so, yeah. I, and so, and it would all depend on: Are we saying make it through the meal? Like, does that mean I've now got my check? Because after I eat and I'm waiting for like the server to bring me the check, I may check my phone. Yeah, I was gonna say this is probably from the moment that you have food in front of you to the moment that food's done, and that's probably what they're assuming a meal is right there. At least that's what I assume is what they mean by it. Because you're right. I mean, dude, if you're sitting there in the booth or whatever, or you know, even if it's a home cooked meal, like I guess that's the difference. Is like, can you get through that pot roast without looking at your phone? of Americans also said they eat so fast in front of the TV or while on their phone or tablet that they they can't believe how quickly they've devoured their food. I know that's true of me when that happens. They said what we're eating and how much and how often. Those are the things that we think about when we're trying to lose weight. The part we probably focus less on, however, is how we eat. And that's just as important, they're saying. And it starts with putting down the phone and turning off the TV. You used to hear your mother bitch about that all the time when we were growing up. We're not watching TV when we eat, right? Portion control also measured. They say 50%. I'm sorry, 57% say they have a difficult time controlling how much they eat. My hand is fully raised right here. I obviously have that issue. They go on to say that Americans' portions have become so big, and because people are used to eating out, they consider portions at restaurants to be the correct size when they often are four times as large as what you should be eating. 
I mean, dude, think about burgers you get at a restaurant, and dude, they're just huge, man. It's just a giant ass burger, which yeah, sounds but that's delicious. why I go right. But I mean, like, but think about the burger you would make at home on your own grill, considerably smaller. You know, you're not loading it up with you know 80 different toppings like a, like a restaurant will do. And, and, uh, yeah, I, I buy that 100. percent They say here, and I don't think anybody could dispute this that there's a direct link between portion size and obesity. Yeah. Well, why? I mean, yeah, like, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I, welcome to the duh folder. I I will say, and I, I've been starting to focus on this a little bit more, I don't like that I can't do things without my cell phone now. I don't like the fact that every time I'm standing in line or I'm going to be inconvenienced for 30, 60, 90 seconds, 120, whatever it be, two, three minutes, that I'm like, okay, well, right. let's get stimulation into my brain. How dare I just have to stand here and not do anything? I hate the fact that I've become this addicted to it. And it, I know that it very much sounds like, all right, well, what are you going to do about it? It's not going to be easy to like unlearn that, that no. habit. Like It's one of those things that you've done it for so many years now. And that's the thing. is, It's, 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 it's at this point, we're years deep into these cell phones that, 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 that kind of run our lives. Like You're not just going to be able one day to be like, all right, I'm putting it down. I'm going back to a flip phone and I'm never going to look at you know. No. It's like, no, you're not, dude. That tube's out of the pace. I have a tried. I have, I have I've actually made concerted efforts during meals, during other things, during television shows or movies that I might be watching, where I'm just like, no, dude, actually do this. Yeah, I, I, I do. I mean, especially if it's like, if it's me at home, lunchtime, dude, I'm eating in front of the TV, there's no question about it. But like, if I'm eating with my girlfriend, usually it's like, all right, like, turn the TV off, put your phone down for the next half hour, and like, talk. I've, well, see, I, all right, I agree with all that, and I feel like that's probably beneficial for couples or for like, on a real level my problem is is that when i was in a relationship right and i would want to do that we would get home we'd end up making dinner we would sit there we would have and we wouldn't know what to say to one another because we've texted each other ten thousand times throughout the day i already know everything that happened Right, and how, how am I supposed to come up with my own like opinion on anything before I check Twitter, dude? No, I have to go make sure that Facebook people are, are in line with what I'm saying here. So yeah, dude, it's not it's not an easy thing to do, and I guess like to say, like, hey, I'm just going to be done with it is unrealistic, but I think people, especially like you can make that concentrated effort in times that matter. Like, alright, it's Tuesday night, and whatever, you guys are eating leftover chili, fine, check your phone, but like, if you're going somewhere on a date and you can't put your phone down, if, you're, if, if you guys are having an important conversation Conversation about like, hey, this is what's going on in our lives, and you can't put the phone down for a meal. Like, that's probably a problem. The last couple first dates I went on, I left my phone in the car. Like once I, I was like, right you know call. what? Because I know how bad I am with this, right. and I don't. And what's important to other people is that you that they feel like you're interested in them. And the only way I know I because I already I have an eye contact problem. Like I can be sitting there talking to you, and I have my ADD so bad I'll look all the way around the room. And I'm, I do, I have a very, and that to a lot of people feels disrespectful. And I got to admit, it is like, there's, there's part of me that wishes I could be better about it, but I'm so bad about eye contact. I'm terrible at it. Even though when a woman's naked in my house, I'm always like, don't lose eye contact with me. But like, so like, there's something about me that I have an issue with that already that I don't want to add something else into the system, like a cell phone when I'm trying to do that, because I just don't want people walking away feeling like I'm not interested in what they're saying, even though 90% of the time. (laughs) Because you don't care what they're saying. (laughs) Because 90% of the time, I am so not interested in what anybody is saying. We will close out the program for you next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online for you at WRQK.com. I need to ask you this question I saw online, and I feel like this is the easiest answer ever, and I don't know why these things go viral. Okay. Would you rather 
you have the ability to time travel, or I could give you $70 million. Uh, $70 million is a lot of money. It's not even close. But I think if I had the ability to time travel, I could probably make more than $70 million. So I'm going to go with time traveling. Oh, you're going to go get the book. Yeah, dude. You're I'm going to gonna... go to the Back to the Future route. Exactly. I'm going back and I'm making way more than $70 million. I don't know, dude. I feel like I'm going to input the date wrong and then, ah. dude, Genghis Khan's going to chop my head off. No, dude. you got. I got, I'll, I'll, I'll invest in Bitcoin. I'll invest in Apple. I'll invest, you know, in all these different things. The next thing you know, your boy's living in the lap of luxury. Billionaire. I didn't think about it like that, because for me, I was like, do I really care about time travel? Like, all right, let me ask you this question. Outside yeah. of like what you were going to like what you're going to invest. Yeah. You could go to any time in history. Where are you going? I mean, from like an interest perspective, I would probably go to like Civil War America. If I knew that I wasn't going to have to live there and this was just like a visit, probably Civil War America. But I've said this time and time again, dude. I like when I live. I do. And I know it's like, dude, this is the worst time in the world. Uh, no, it's not, dude. Uh, <laughs> Look at my smartphone. I got yeah, Wi-Fi. It's not the worst. No, it's not, dude. I got antibiotics. If... <sighs> Like I here's the, the only thing I would want to time travel for is to see events. Okay. Like I'd like to go see Led Zeppelin. Okay. You know what I mean? And like I'd like to go see bands and things like that. Outside of that, I don't, I don't really care because you're right, dude. Indoor plumbing's awesome. Yeah, it is, dude. It's not it's bad great. at all. I mean, dude, you got to think it was only like what 20 years ago when people started shaving their pubic hair. So like, dude, you want to talk about you want to talk about 200 years ago? Are you kidding me? It's a fair point. I like the 70 million because I know I'm rich. Yeah. And then I can travel now and see all the things I want to see now. Yeah, dude. And it's a lot of money, too. There's no doubt. But, I mean, you can make more than $70 million going back in time. Uh, well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, how, I mean, now we're going to start breaking down, like, the legitimacy <laughs> of time travel. It's not real. But, but like, so, I mean, I guess you would show up in your future self you would have the money. I don't know. We got to find a hot tub time machine and figure this out. <laughs> this, this is our only get rich plan that the Stansberry show has right now. That's dude. it. That's it. That's it. Either give me 70 million <laughs> bucks or I time travel. But I saw it online. I was like, I think it's the money. And you're right. You can make more money like that. And not, yeah, I didn't think about the back to the future. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, you know, the Robert Zemeckis plan there. I mean, yeah, you just think about just gambling on sporting events, not even investing, just gambling on sporting events. You already know the outcome to. Now, this is living in that hypothetical world. Well, first of all, because we're time traveling. But like you going back doesn't impact anything else. It's not that, you know, butterfly effect of where you Where's go back sister, in time. Picture? And right. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, you know, the, you know, the Cavs never won that championship, but you would have that ability to be like, all right, dude, they're down to three to one right now. I'm, th- I'm putting it all in on the Cavs. I know what's going to happen here. You know what I mean? And like, it, it, you're making a ton of money that way. I feel like I would travel and go back to when my dad was hooking with my mom. I would just whisper, Shh, dude, wear a condom. Your kid's going to end up a nothing. He's going to contribute nothing to the world. He sucks. He's pull terrible. Out. The only thing he's to do, he's just a bag of calories. Just pull out. Wear a condom. I feel like I would stop. I feel like I would stop me from being born so I could save the rest of you. Your uh, your next opportunity at $1,000 is at 1010 this morning with Teresa. We'll give you your next keyword aside for that. We are done for the day. We'll be back at this live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 1069. Have a great day. See you. Kobe boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here. When you get in a car accident, the first thing you think is, 